Hello, this is the Ryan Shawcross podcast, <laughs> brought by the Potters Podcast. Yeah, it's a sad week. It's a very sad week. We're losing an absolute legend. And I don't say that lightly, I mean legend. This man's above so many people. I mean, for me, he's, he's the greatest player I've seen at Stoke. Did 14 years, 453 appearances, 8th in the all-time record list. And if it wasn't for his injuries, he'd be higher up. This is a man who put all his career at Stoke. And he's now gone on, obviously, to join David Beckham's pink team into <laughs> Miami. To be honest, you don't know how lucky they are. And you can see the outcry from Stoke fans this season. The ex-Stoke players have got involved. It's been really heartbreaking. My newsfeed for about two days was ex-Stoke players. And <laughs> the message for him. The thing was, we, we played Luton and I, couldn't, I didn't care. I didn't care about the game because I was so upset that the only true legend... Because we've had legends before, players who've come at the end of the careers like Fuller, who, Fuller, who had, you know, towards the end of his career came put a fair few years in. But this man joined at 19 years of age, scored on his debut against Cardiff, played for his country whilst playing for Stoke, should have got more caps without any question of doubt. Even, even Man United and Liverpool fans who have talked to at work about Ryan have all said he should have got 18, 20-odd yeah. caps for England. He was a very good defender. We all know why his career was all stunted because of it's a particular incident with an Arsenal player, which we will cover eventually. But how were your feelings when it yeah. finally came through? We all had feelings. We knew for about a month that I something was going on. I mentioned here before, Anta, that I think at the start of the season I'd said that if he doesn't get fit, that it might be the last time we see him. And as tough as it is, to, it was tough when I said it then, and it's tough now that he's gone. But the reality is, oh, <laughs> he he's barely kept the ball for us for two years. At the end of the day, and and the thing is, and I know it sounds stupid. They might be specialists who can see two out there in America. They've got good um, surgeons and stuff that might be able to get him back to a full fitness player, and and maybe get two or three years out of him out there. And, and at the end of the day, if he's not playing at Stoke, it's worth the risk for Ryan. I think. As tough as it is for us to see him go. It's just a shame how the end of his career has gone at Stoke. That's the only thing. Because, I mean, at one point, and I, and I don't say this lightly, at one point I think he was one of the best defenders in the Premier League. I think he's an icon. When this Hall of Fame thing comes in, they're on about for the Premier League. Ryan Shawcross has got to be one of them players. When Ryan when Ryan and Hooth were together, they were a force between them. They, they were brilliant. And the thing is... We were just good at the back. We were good on set plays with them two up top, mm. and and they had a really good thing going. And I think that was the the, the start of the demise when he got rid of Ruth because he'd lost his partner in crime a little bit. Well, he did, yeah, because his back problems were starting kicking at that point. Yeah. And you know, Philip Walshard was. Let's be honest, there was a reason why he wasn't called Walshard. He was called Wal Walshite. Yeah, there's there's a reason for it. He he wasn't a horrendously bad player, Walshard. Nearly said it again. <laughs> the, the thing is, that partnership didn't work out, and he was basically every time he was getting niggly injuries or he was having problems, he was being given pain injections to play. Because you've got to remember, we spent notes on defenders till that final season when we bought Crappen. Yeah. So you know he, he did great. Yeah, he didn't just have a great partnership with Hoof. He had a great partnership with Fire as well. Yeah. He was such a great player, Ryan Shawcross, and it's just his loyalty. There was interest from Chelsea, interest from Liverpool. Man United was sniffing around getting him back at one point as well. Real Madrid were even quoted to having an interest. off. And Carlo Ancelotti was desperate for him. There was an interview a while ago when he was, when he was, I think he was just joined Everton and was talking about players, and he mentioned Ryan that he was one of his targets yeah. for that third season. But he obviously got sacked before he could get the get the starting done. Yeah, it's unheard of for players to stay um, for such a length of time, especially <laughs> without disrespecting our own team, not one of the top teams in the in the country. Because the thing is, sometimes you get players who come through at one of the top four who are top level and they, they, there's no reason for them to move. So they do 15 years at a club. The thing is, at, at Stoke, we could go up, we could go down and then managers might come in and think you're not the right fit to move you on. And I, I just think he's been that sort of, that one player who, regardless of where we are, 
you guarantee it was going to be at the club? Well, a lot of people said, and I was, I was, there was somebody talking on Talk Sport or something, and he said, well, he's like Stoke's version of Mark Noble. But there's a big difference between Mark Noble and Ryan Shawcross. Mark Noble was never a top-class player, whereas Ryan was. Mm. At some point, I can remember for two seasons, I'd probably say from age of 23 onwards to about 25, I'd say he was one of the best defenders, and his stats proved it. Yeah. At the end of the season, the one where we, we um, I think it was the season, second season of Mark Hughes, when we were playing Stoke alone and stuff, his stats were the highest out of all the defenders in the league. More tackles, more completed headers, more interceptions. He held that More boot games, obviously, yeah. but he was, he was the spine of our team for that long that you've got to imagine there's young players there that have only ever seen Ryan Shawcross play at the back. He's been here that long, he's played yeah. that many games, I mean, 453, and if he hadn't had that leg break, that could be five, he could be fourth or fifth full-time record holder. I guess we were in his late teens, we were like, what, 20, 19, 20 when he signed for Stoke? Uh, 2008, so... Yeah. 1920. 20s, weren't we? Early 20s. Yeah, 20, 21. And, and the thing is, we, we saw him when we were young, young man, and now yeah. he's been there that long. And the thing is, well, the one thing it was the constant with Ryan was whenever we played in the Premier League and we played one of the top six, second half, we didn't have a lot of the ball. Under Pulis, we didn't have a lot of the ball second half. Some games we'd get absolutely battered, but Ryan had held that back four together. Mm. And no matter how much pressure we were under, he'd hold us together. And there was always that part of me in my mind thinking, they won't score. They won't score because we're defensively that solid. Yeah. It, it, even if they, we have 30% possession, I still don't think they'll score. Because at one, one point, it was unstoppable, especially at, at home. It was unbelievable at home. Especially um, that first, because you've got to remember that first season in the Premier League, he, he, he got dropped because I think he got a Court played a bit, didn't he? And Court played. Which and, was um, way out of his depth. Oh, yeah, Court was well out of his depth in the Premier League. But there's another great partnership. In the Championship. In the Championship, yeah. Leon Court and Ryan. And, and somebody said to me ages ago, and he's a fan, he's a Stoke fan at work who's never been a big fan of him. And I think he's mental. But he said, he said to me, he goes, oh, who've made him look good? And I said, well, so, what, so did Fire make him look good? He goes, well, he must have done. So did Leon Court make him look good? I think the amazing thing... Did Philip Wolshard make him look good? I th- well, I think the amazing thing with Ryan is, if it wasn't for all his injury problems, you could have doubled that appearance record. Yeah. At the he, end of the season... He, he still played right through the Well, you've got to remember, he's only 33. He got his injury when he was, what, coming on 32, when he had his leg break, exactly. which has sort of become the end of his time at Stoke. Yeah. He could have had two seasons. That's eighty appearances there. That puts him over five hundred appearances for the club. The thing is, in my opinion, the season. I mean, last season. He'd still be playing looked, now. If he well, when we looked like we were going to go down before Marco O'Neill come in, I don't think that would ever been a question if Ryan. We'd had a fully fit Ryan and, at the back. Maybe yeah, especially the championship. because yeah, the thing is, he would have organised us a lot better on the pitch. And the and the thing is the team kept changing and there was different people in at the back and I know we've spoke about having an older head at centre half like Chester or that they're not even on the same ballpark as Ryan. No, that, that's why that's the only thing that I'm a little bit disappointed by is that we have let Ryan go and to be honest, I'd prefer a half fit Ryan Shawcross to James Chester or Danny Bat. I've got to be honest. Fair enough Harry Harry Suter's come through who's now, without question, our first choice right centre back, and he's probably the new Ryan Shawcross with the way he's playing. He seems committed to the club as well. But you know, going back to some of the great stuff he did, I mean, we talked a while ago about that clearance against Man City. Yeah. But it was his great fierce rivalries he had on the pitch. I mean, there was that one where he got um, Marouane Fellaini a five-game ban. Because the with the head bolt and the slap and all that in the same game, but still didn't get sent off. Yeah. He had that great Barney with Stephen Hunt where he, he decided to take on Hoof and Shawcross and then looked down and went, Oh, what have I done here? <laughs> you had that time when um, I can't think who it was, someone else had a bit of a Barney with him. Um, uh, Diego Costi, yeah. Richard Makeout, who's smiling yeah. and all that stuff. It, it was great to watch Ryan because we, we loved him all the way through because. The difference is this man could have gone higher. He could have played for a bigger club, but his, his loyalty was at Stoke. He said at the end of his career that 
well, when he, he was interviewed on Saturday, the game on Saturday, and because he, he obviously couldn't do it on the pitch because Stoke fans weren't there, and he said that he couldn't see himself playing another kit in England. He had to move abroad. Yeah. And he said that America came at the right time. He said if America ran, that he would have tried and tried to get back in the Stoke side and see yeah. what would have happened at the end of the season. But he said that Inter Miami came in. He said it was exciting. It was a new opportunity to go and play abroad, and it was away from Stoke. So that, and he said it maybe as a fan of something I might come back and, and I think that what the club should do, like people have been coming out giving, saying this and saying that, for me Ryan Shawcross, I think that number seventeen shirt should be retired. I think we should follow in the Italian suit and and, and do it. Fair enough, people will go well we didn't retire Stanley Matthews, but it wasn't a big thing then. Whereas now for me a legend like Ryan, we're not going to see a player who's going to break the four hundred. Appearance metal mark in a Stoke shirt. Yeah, I, th- I think I think obviously you'll get a lot of older Stoke fans saying we didn't do this, we didn't do that in the past, and we didn't do this. But we've now got to start building some form of legacy for Stoke for the next generation and the next generation, and then when we're older and our grandchildren, well, Ryan Shawcross, and and then they'll know about Ryan Shawcross, and and the thing is. All right, fair enough, didn't pick up any silverware. But what he's done for the club over the last 14 years is something to be remembered well, it's, and talked he's, about. he's been a part of one of our greatest parts of our history. Yeah. People could sit there and say he hasn't won a silverware, but who hasn't, Stoke? Let's be honest, there's only, there's, we've only had one captain who's lifted major silverware. But we've sat here before and looked at top, top Premier League players who've missed out on leagues and missed out on European trophies or league trophies, and you think... How did he not win a trophy? And, and you know, on paper, well, not even on paper, you know for a fact that that player deserved to win a trophy. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but they didn't. It, it doesn't always mean that you're a bad footballer because you didn't win a trophy. Don't get me wrong, he'd have been the icing on the cake if he'd have lifted the FA Cup, for instance. Yeah. Because pretty much did make me feel pretty emotional when he walked out as, at Wembley as, as the captain. Because you could see it meant everything to him. Well, it was everything to him because he's the first man to do it. Yeah. He's the first man. And we don't know for how long he might be the only yeah. man. So you've got to think that he's the only man to have walked Stoke out in an FA Cup final. That's history. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he was the first captain to guard us out in Europe as well. Yeah. So he's a part of he's a part of a recent European history that we've had as well. Yeah. He's he's not just a leg he's not just a good player. He's a legacy player at Stoke. Yeah. People are going to be talking about Ryan Shawcross for 30, 40 years. Yeah. He's that big in the in the recent history. Like we could all talk about Fuller. We know Fuller had glimpses of brilliance. We all know Walters was a bit of a legend at the club. The lap had spells, but they didn't have that longevity and stayed with loyal to the club when they were at the peak yeah. you know he showed, showed loyalty that you don't normally get for a club like Stoke City not with modern day players full stop really do you no, well it's not that you do but it's like fair it's enough like rare. well it's rare like Scholes and Lampard these played for a long time but they were successful football clubs so That's what I mean, it's yeah. easy for them to stay if you look at, if you look at Paul Scholes as a player he was playing for one of the biggest countries in world football in the 90s why would he need to move to another great club? You don't. You are winning everything at that club. The, the point is, if, you, if you're if you at a Stoke or a Cardiff or somebody like that and you're playing really well, bigger clubs will always look at you. Yeah, you yeah. always will. And then if yeah. the money starts talking, players normally go, yeah, well, he's going to double my wages. And they go. and Because money talks at the end of the day. But Ryan sort of... Right now I'm staying here and, that, and that's that. Fair play to him for that. Yeah, it is. He's just an absolute legend. I mean, people are on about statues, people are on about this, that and the other. And all the players have come out. I mean, Sidibe had a lot of good things for him. I was surprised, but Munez had, was the best one. He, 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 he absolutely loved him. He <laughs> <laughs> really loved him. He's like, Skipper, the best captain, the man who's brilliant. He's like, I couldn't believe it really. I mean, like all the people that spoke, I'm surprised there's a few have didn't do videos. Like, I don't think just Super John did one. And, uh, yeah, I've seen John's. Did John do John one? did one on Thursday, yeah. Did he? Yeah, I saw John's. I saw John Cresswell, Adam, Bergo, Sorensen. Sorensen did one. Yeah. Uh, Simo, 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 Simo,
Um, yeah, I mean, the outcry is brilliant. And, and the thing is, is, from other teams, there's been some good feedback as well. And Except Arsenal. Yeah, but that that's just expected, isn't it? Because yeah. they never get over anything, do they? No, well, they, they think they're something special, Arsenal do, but they never have been. The thing is, with a lot of them, and it's like people have been talking about the tackle and stuff like that, and I think the tackle stopped him getting more caps for England. Yeah. I think it stopped him getting that big move to, to Chelsea or whoever. Yeah. Because he, he, he was such a good player. And you go back to memories, it's like when his debut, this is a lad who hadn't even played 20 professional games, comes to Stoke, first game against Cardiff, gets man of the match and scores a winning yeah. goal. Brilliant player. Do you not think, though, what, what's, what's annoying is the tackle against Ramsey... All right, fair enough. You could ask a thousand people and everyone's got their own opinion on it. But other players seem to do bad things and nothing gets said about it. Suarez, but who's it to you? And it was old news two weeks later and that was that. And you just think, you just think it's that, if it's a big club, oh, just, just try and brush it under the carpet quick. But yeah. because it was Stoke, it's like it was all over the papers everywhere for weeks on end. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the tackle, as we all know, it was a, it was a clumsy tackle. It, it was. I'm not going to sit here and justify it and say it was. It was. It was nothing. It was a clumsy tackle. It was. But Ryan was only 23, 24 at that point. He was still a young lad. His ankle was over though. When you look at them close replays before he makes contact, yeah. Ramsey's ankle was already bent when he when he kicked him. If his foot had been level, it'd probably not been as bad. But the thing is, when you cross that white line, you're taking a you risk. I love saying that. I know, dude. It's my favourite word. <laughs> when you cross that white line. I should put it on my dating profile. <laughs> when I cross that white line. Yeah, I just think, you know you're taking risks. At the end of the day, if you play Sunday League football, there's insurance involved. Why? Because you know there's injuries that can happen. Look at some of the biggest injuries over the last 20 years. Petr Cech. You can't say you actually meant kick him in the face like that. <laughs> well, he needed him in the end, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. But well, there was a lot of outcry on that. He was, and, yeah. and he, he was 18 for ages until he bumped into Ryan and went, oh, I better stop him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he was like messing with tall men in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah. like, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him. Jack, six foot seven, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having him. <laughs> that was... That was that was obviously you've got to feel for check. You got need in the face. He had to wear that hat for years. <laughs> that was his choice. He decided to put the silly hat on. But would you not think he was not a better goalkeeper for it for the rest of his career? Because before the incident, no. he was one of the best keepers in world football. And then he fell away after the hat. <laughs> well, I think once that hat went on, he, he lost his nerve a bit. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, going back to the tackle. I mean, the tackle for me it was clumsy. And it, it, we all know it's clumsy. It was a clumsy challenge. But for me, it's just what happens. It's what happens in football. Sometimes clumsy challenges happen. He didn't mean to break his leg. You can see when he left the pitch, he was in bits. Yeah. He was so upset about it. He was crying all that lot. And the worst reaction I got, and I can remember he threw out and out, was talk sports. Um, I can't remember the presenter, but he went on a rant for about eight minutes. Yeah, he did he's a fog, he's a disgrace, he yeah. should be getting an eight-month ban and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. That's what caused the anger, because we know as Stoke fans that we, we knew that he didn't mean that. We know that it was just one of them things where, because now and again, players do make bad challenges. But going back, Dennis Smith had his leg broken in two places and carried on playing. Nobody mentioned it in the paper the next day. Wow. Just a bit of a mention of oh, Dennis Smith broke his leg. Anyway, next yeah. week. He, 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 the problem is with that interview on Talk Sports is he made out like that was the first challenge like that in history. And, and the reality is, if you sat there for a couple of hours and had to think about it, I can think of loads of challenges. Well, like think. well, the worst one I've seen, and the worst one I've definitely seen, not with me and ours, because I'm not. United. The thing, the worst one I've seen was was the most deliberate. Alfingong was Alfingong with Roy Keane, and I love Roy Keane. So there's no question, but that was the most disgusting tackle I've ever seen. Apart from that one with Coventry, which I care if it was Man United again, when that Coventry Coventry young centre back or something had his leg broken and his career was over and all that lot. But when it's when it's Roy Keane, there was a bit of a talk about it for a couple of weeks, and then and then then that was it. No mention of it again. But Ryan, he plays for Stoke. He's played for Stoke. He's a disgrace. He's a dirty thing. All this lot. Because not long before, I think it might have been the season before Pedro Mendes. He put Ben Thatcher at City 
through the advertising board, and all he said on the commentary was, I think he's got a bit of concussion. I was like, he went through the board, <laughs> literally right the way through the board. Yeah, to be fair, but in fact, in fact, I deserved that in that game, because he was just nibbling it. Man. Okay. <laughs> he, was, he was terrible. Yeah, but I didn't see like a five-minute rant on TalkSport after. No, no, we don't. It's, it's just, just that. I think if we do enough research, you'll find out he's an Arsenal fan. Well, yeah, he's got yeah. connections of Arsenal. Jason Cundy there going, I agree, I agree. What's yeah. he know about football? Yeah. He used to play when I was young. Can't remember him though. Yeah, no. That has to be some real research to find out he played he football. He is the man on TalkSport with the gun behind him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yes, that, that's the thing with TalkSport and their main presenters. You have to really do research to find out he played football. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how much they had an impact. They didn't play 453 times for one club like Ryan did. Jason Cundy luckily played, I think he played 198 games in his career. And most of them were Torquay United. So he's got no logic to say about anything. He doesn't no. know what loyalty is. Because nobody wanted him. Never mind, we'd keep hold of him for 14 years. Yeah. Like I say, there were, there, for me, there was a spell during that time where there was like a personal vendetta against Stoke. Yeah, from Arsenal, basically. Yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal fan TV always have a grilling, always have a go at him. And the fact is, he, he killed his England international coach. Because yeah. at that time, he was one of the best, he was one of the best English defenders. He sort of around. did notice it a little bit in his game for a few games after when he first came back. Because he was a bit reluctant in challenges, wasn't he? Which you could understand because it, it probably did upset him for a while. But the one thing you've got to commend him for is one after after that, just got on with it, just did his job. Yeah, because that's what he is. That's what he's yeah. like. That's why he was it's a character. Pro- well, that's character. But that's why Nick, he was Nick a, yours like, today. <laughs> that was why he was a proper leader and a proper captain. Because there's one thing that a lot of people say, which is his biggest one, that he doesn't talk a lot. He, he's not vocal he doesn't shout by scream. example but he, he doesn't lead by well he does lead by example but he was always first in the training facilities he said he asked him he was always in first said i always make sure i'm in first because i'm the club captain and half the time he was in before pulis was yeah. so it just shows his character he was always in there working hard making sure he was there and one thing that I'll move on before we move on to obviously player ratings because there was a game on saturday well, we've had a good week <laughs> we've had a great week, week. <laughs> we've had a great week. But, one thing that I'll have to mention is this Stoke going too far for sticking up for it. Like, we all know as Stoke fans, I know, you know, everyone who's got a brain knows he didn't mean that tackle. Yeah. So I put a question out when he left. I put a question up on, on, the, on the Instagram, the Potter's Podcast one. What's your favourite memories of Ryan Shaw? Because there were some good ones, like a great one that actually said every minute he was in a Stoke shirt, which I thought was a bit of an arse kiss, but it was a really good one. <laughs> there was like the Stephen Hunt one, which is one of my favourite memories of him, to be fair. And then one went, breaking legs, laugh out loud. Yeah, to he, say I wasn't happy. I've, yeah. got, I've got to be honest, I wasn't happy when he said that. Because that's one thing I don't like. Yeah. Because I don't care whatever. Aaron Ramsey, I'm not his biggest fan, but it's nothing to do with that tackle. I, I'm not a big fan of Aaron Ramsey because he didn't, he, he didn't accept the apology. He didn't want let him in so he could say yeah. sorry and all that, like, which is, I think is disrespectful, even though it is his choice. But to come out and say that, the best memory of Ryan Shawcross is him breaking legs. But the thing is, on the day, on the day of that game, there was a section of the crowd that was singing abuse at Ramsey as he was stretched off. Now, I don't agree with that. No, but that's, that's the thing I don't agree yeah, with when they keep what, bringing it up. But the problem is, is like the people who've had a go at Ryan or had a go at Stoke as a club you can't tarnish the entire entirety of Stoke because there are a few idiots. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing, because the reality is, truth be known, when that happened and you saw the state of his leg, most people with half a heart had gone, I hope he recovers. Because at the end of the day, they all go out there for play football yeah. and earn a living. And, and the reality is, you'd never have wanted it to go its end of his career. Because to be honest, it might have ended Ryan's if he'd have never played again. Because yeah. mentally, it might have destroyed him. I'm not saying it well, will, but it, it would have. That's the thing that I don't like, and I, I was going to name him, but I've decided against it now. But then he, he came back and goes, no, I meant it was a tough lad, and called me in our bed. So I, said, <laughs> so, so I just went, just put that then. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Saying breaking someone's legs doesn't mean, yeah. well, I think he's mentally tough. Well, say mentally tough then, don't say breaking legs. Because he was a tenacious tackler, he, he was a grafter. He didn't mind putting an hard tackle in now and again. So plenty of bad tackles in the 90s where people didn't break the leg, but they could have quite easily broke the leg. Yeah, there's, that's the risk you take when you play There's plenty of them. I won't get away from the tackle now because it's it's making me upset again. The, the thing is, it's like, yeah, 
we could talk about his memories. Like obviously he was, he was captain, and he, when they went in at half time and they were beating Liverpool five 0 in his head just a little look round and started laughing. Glenn Whelan said he used to call him Skip. Every player in that team saw him as the captain, and even like the big names where we started getting players like Shakiri and and players like Arnautovic have all said he was he was a captain. He he was the man. Yeah. And it, to be honest, I think that it's. I think he never get. He will never get the credit he deserves. From he'll get it from Stoke, but he won't get it in the major Anywhere press, no. which is undeserved, because he is a proper captain, a legend. Like you say, he's probably not helped him, but by being sort of injured for as long as he has, because I think if he'd have still been playing for Stoke last season, and then decided this season, right, I'm going, then. And it's a shame for him that the fans aren't in. I know it's out of our control, but I hope he does get a testimonial before. Well, that's that's the hope. I'm hoping there will be a testimonial because I'll definitely go that. I'll definitely go Ryan's one because I didn't go the Wilco one because I think I was working and I didn't have any holidays left, so I couldn't go. But if there's a Ryan one, I'm going. And, and I guarantee it's going to be Man United 11. So, well, the, the, the Wilco one was two Stoke 11s. You didn't know where the cheer went, the goal went, the one and the other. The problem is with that one was it basically became a youth match against old match. Towards yeah, because it. the problem is people were coming on, legends like, and then they were they were coming on for sort of two minutes and going, I pulled something. I like about three or four minutes before he come off. Well, I, I do. I hope there's a team. I mean, there's so many players that he can have. You got you got fourteen years, over a hundred and fifty some teammates that he can choose from. See the ledge that Steen played against in Wilco's. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But with Wilco's, to be honest, he, he was at the club a long time. It was twenty five years he was at the club. But the, the, a lot of that he wasn't first choice, and he, he he had no links to anywhere else, did he? Where Ryan did start at Man Ryan, United. I'd, I'd say the Ryan one. Of, because the thing is with the Wilco one, they only opened the booth and end in the main stand. Oh, with Ryan, it'll be a packed house. It'll be, 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 be a full house. Full house yeah. It'll be a full house with Ryan. Yeah. And if it isn't, then Stoke fans need to have a hard look at themselves, to be honest. Oh. I really do, if they don't turn up for that one. Could play into Miami. <laughs> I'd, I'd love that, because that, that is the plan. I won't go watch him out there in, in Miami. That'll be next year's plan. Putting somebody else in the stand. Yeah, a week. <laughs> a week in Miami to watch Ryan. Yeah, hopefully meet him and get him on the podcast. Ryan, you're not affiliated to Stoke now. Come on, what do you reckon? Get yourself on. He's awful at the back. <laughs> yeah, he's lost his legs. He has that number seventeen. I mean, I read something briefly while I was at work saying that another reason he left is because he knew the back four was in good hands with Suter. I think it is. To be honest, Harry, Harry Suter is such a good young player. I think it's right because we don't know if he's going to be able to get his his career back on the right path. He's done pretty much two years where he's barely played. He's only had two appearances in, well, four appearances, five appearances in the last two years. He kept breaking down last year. He needs a fresh start. He yeah. needs to get out. I did, I wanted him to retire as Stoke legend. I wanted him to be a part of that defence till he it may be a broken what's-his-name's record, Eric Steele's record. Yeah, it's just, it is a shame that he, he's not been able to get fit. And, and the thing is... You can't, I don't think there's a Stoke fan alive that can be grudging going over there. Because the thing is, you see these players go abroad and the warm weather, it can help with injuries, can't it? It can help with recovery. And they have some of the best doctors in the world in America. And, and the thing is, he might get maybe a season, a season and a half where you get, you get something out of him. And let's face it, it's not Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday over there like is here. He'll have more recovery time between games for me, it's a it's a good it's a good move for him. It's a good move, and we're all going to be into Miami fans now for the new MLS season. I am anyway. I'm already going to get one of those little wavy things to get and the the cheer. Well, I was yeah, I was I was hoping to get. I went on Sports Direct uh, last night, so I was going to instantly buy him into Miami cheer. Mm. But the problem is, you can't get the, the name on the back, which has really annoyed me because I want to get the black one with the old fashioned one with the free. Lions on the shoulder. I mean, three light lions, three lions on the shoulder. But you can't get a name on the back. I've got some tipacks, don't we? Yeah, that, that's not the same. <laughs> but I just want to get number 17. Because I, I know number 17 is free. If I'd like him to do what Beckham did when he left 
Man United where he never wore number seven again. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it if he did go on and wear number five or number six instead yeah. of the number seventeen. Number eleven. <laughs> Put him up front. <laughs> give him number ten shit. Go on, give him number ten. He's better up front, right? He's <laughs> 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 been doing for fourteen years. And uh, like we say, I'm going to wish his family all, all the best. I'm going to wish him the best. I hope he goes and has two great years. And to be honest, I hope he brings home the MLS Cup. There's talk he's going to go straight in as captain. So um, if he can captain them to the MLS Cup, that would be perfect. He deserves a trophy with that 100%. He'd be absolutely fantastic if he could go out there and get that that trophy that he couldn't get with Stoke. Just, just to give him something that he deserves at the end of it. I'll never forget him walking out at Wembley, even against the Bolton. The, the Bolt, you see it in his face when we won, how much he meant to him. I'll never forget that. I mean, at the end of the day, we didn't win the Cup that year, but it was worth it for the semi. It was yeah. worth it to see him in the semi-final. Yeah, him, he's, I think his proudest achievement will be guarding, be the first ever man to guard Stoke out in the FA Cup final. Yeah. And I hope he can do it in the MLS with them. Because the team with if, he, if he could take them to, to the MLS Cup final, he'd be the first man doing it with them and all. So yeah. there's already heavy rumours Neville's going to give him the captain's armband, which is pretty obvious really, as he's done, what, over 10 years as the captain of Stoke City. He knows I'll be a leader. He's got to get fit, on to at the end of the day, and they'll see well, that. Somebody said to me, you never know, he might get fit and come back Stoke and get back in the first team, you never know. Bring him back. <laughs> get him back. We'll, get, get, we'll swap you for Chester. Bring him back. <laughs> right, so that's, it's a sad day. It really is. And we, like I say, I wish him all the best. I hope he wins that trophy. And I hope he comes back to Stoke when he, when he calls time in his career. I hope he... He'll do maybe. I'm hoping he does a bit of coaching out there, then comes straight back Stoke, yeah, and getting becomes a part of the coaching staff. And I, I really hope he becomes the next Stoke manager. I really do. Well, that well, that's a long way in the future, but well, hopefully <laughs> a year, two. <laughs> get him in, <laughs> get him in, <laughs> get him in. Right. So now we'll move on to obviously quiz question. Oh, it's your. Mark. I'm winning at the moment four three. So this time it's your question. Now this player. Started his career at Red Star 93. <laughs> He's a striker. He also played for Paris Charenton. These are non-league clubs in France, by the way, I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Don't jump down my throat. But he started his proper playing career at Swansea City, where he played 48 appearances okay. and scored seven goals. Okay. Right, so that's the first clue. Got an idea, never mind. Let's start with. Striking. Yeah. So, as everyone's forgot, we have played two games this week. We got a massive 1 0 win against Sheffield Wednesday midweek, which we deserved win, to be honest. It was a tight game, but we got we got the goal. Stephen Fletcher celebrating against his former club, though, as well as Dean. Let me go. Welcome to League One. <laughs> but then we came out against Nathan Jones, who's given it the big in beforehand, saying a lot of stuff about, about I don't know some Welsh nonsense and it basically <laughs> can't say that Welsh too can't say it's Welsh <laughs> are they <laughs> and it, we came out victors in a 3-0 win so we're going to play ratings and this one's going to be a positive one this week because this is the best result we've had for a good while yeah it is it's been a pretty painful Christmas and <laughs> New Year <laughs> it's been a painful while a couple of months to be honest we, yeah. we had a lot like winning for a while but absolutely Smashed, Luke. Yeah, well, we went in lockdown and so did the goals, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. We went in proper lockdown. With the, <laughs> We're not see. scoring until you let us back out. <laughs> uh, right, gun and goal again. Didn't have a lot to do, to be honest. No, we had a couple of punches. Um, another clean sheet. So you can't I, know, really... I know a clean sheet. Defensively, we were very strong. Um, he didn't have a lot to do. He, he did a couple of clearances. Uh, he, he, I can't really say a lot, really, because he, he might as well put it... He might as well have played dominoes with a goalkeeping coach or something because <laughs> he was completely silent. I'll give him a six because I can't really go any higher because he right. literally had nothing to do other than catch the ball now and again. Right, on to Tommy Smith. Some good cross. Good, 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 good on the overlap. Didn't he? That's the thing. To be fair to Tommy Smith, he came back and performed okay, yeah. to be fair. He was, he was bombing up and down. He's got a point to prove and he, he, he did the right thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, Nathan Collins has got the injury so he's obviously got, he's got to play him now because... Yeah. It's either him or Johnny Obi McCall at right back, so I prefer Tommy Smith as he's a right back. So I'll give him a seven. I thought he put a good performance in. Defensively, he looked quite well as well. Yeah. Because after the Leicester game, I thought, I don't want to see him play again, but 
you come back in and he did all right. So I've got yeah. the only so I'll go over seven. Yeah, seven's fair. So what are you putting in? I'll give him a seven because his attacking play was good. And, and the thing is, he, he is a good deliverer of the ball on his day. He can mm-hmm. cross the ball really well. Uh, and sometimes we've been a bit shy of that. Mm. So, on to one man who we've been desperate come back, Norrington Davies. I love Norrington Davies. I, I want to sign him permanently. Yeah. That's the only disappointment about him. Because if we sign him, we've got a left back for the next five, six years unless big money comes in. And you can tell he was playing against his old side because <laughs> he was kicking lumps on top of He was. Norrington Davies. He's from Sheffield United. Yeah, he used to play for Luton as well. He played for, oh yeah, of course he did. He had the yeah. first half there, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he played well. The, the thing I like about him, he's quick. He he, he gets involved attacking-wise, but he ain't afraid of a tackle, which no, you no. obviously know why he got a three-match back. <laughs> but I, I do like him. Yeah. I think he, Stoke fans will love him. I think he's a proper Stoke fit, he is. Yeah. He, he, I haven't seen a good left-back at Stoke, and I've been going now since... Yeah, 1992, I think, was my first game. 1990. Oh, I haven't mentioned him for ages. You haven't mentioned him for ages because he was absolute tripe. That's why. I, I nearly swore then by bringing his name up. Come on, he's a lad. He had two years and then they couldn't even give him away. We were like doing Portsmouth, please have him. You can, you can have him. Uh, I, I'm going to give him a sort of a solid seven. Uh, fair, yeah. I just liked his tenacity. How he was just racing through everybody, getting stuck in. Proper player. I like yeah, him. He's going to. He's going to be. If we can get him, if the fans can see, him, <laughs> that's the thing. The fans it's a shame, yeah, because I think yeah. if we could get him permanently from Sheffield United, that's. It's a player because I mean they've got like Jamal Lowe, aren't they, from Derby? He was yeah. a good player. I'm hoping he might be able to convince him come Stoke because yeah. I think he could be a real fan favourite him. Something to build off. I mean, like I say, I'll give him a seven. Yeah. What are you giving him? I'll give him a seven as well. On to Suter. My mountain. Yeah, he's tested. I mean, Clark and Collins, but I just didn't think Luton were really sort of. Didn't really have anything that clinical, did they? No, they were basically. It was basically like Stoke last season, <laughs> to be honest. A shot from 30 yards. <laughs> yeah, they, they were completely held back. Defensively, we were very calm again, did very well. Um, Harry Shawcross, I mean, Harry Suter. <laughs> I, I just think we, if if we aren't going to retire them a 17 sheet, I want him in it next season. Yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's been my player of the season, really. I, I think he's a brilliant player yeah. for his age as well. He's just, he's come into it at the right time. He's had two good loan spells. He's come in and he's come in like he's been here for five years. Yeah. And, he, and basically, he's the reason why Ryan's gone to into Miami. So yeah. I hate him, but I like him at the same time. <laughs> I'm going to give him a I'm, seven. I'm going to give him an eight. I'm going to give an eight. He was very solid. Every time we ran at him, he just tackled him. No mercy. Yeah. One thing I've got, he's got to improve on is his aerial though. He's got to improve in the air. The thing is, though, this is his, really his first full season in a Stoke shirt. And, yeah. And the thing is, for me, he can only get better. Oh, well, well he will. He's, he's, yeah. he's young. He hasn't even hit his peak yet. No. Which shows you how frightening he can be. If, the, if, the amount of experience he's gaining this season, in, let's face it, in a better Stoke team than last year. I know yeah. we've had a bit of a wobbly spell last month or two, but let's face it, it hasn't been that bad a season. This time last year, we were thinking we could end up in League One. But the thing is with him, I just like how he how he reads the game. His interception rate's brilliant. He's he, every time he runs out, he tackles him. Yeah. It's not. It's like Ryan when he when he broke through when he was nineteen twenty. Yeah. Brilliant player, and we've got to build around him. Yeah. So for me, it was an eighty. Like I say, he's got to improve early, but that'll come. That'll come. That will. He's still still. A young player. Right, on to my favourite man, Danny Bat. Danny Bat, zero. No, I'm not joking. I've got, he did okay. Did okay. Yeah. He's always a threat on set pieces. I think that's why player. he's back in because yeah. he can score a goal. That, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. He's got a better better goal scoring rate than Van Sam Vokes. Yeah. So it shows you why they're putting him back in. I think every now and again he is the right man. But if you go come against team against pace, you have to put Chester back in. Yeah. But against Luton, who couldn't get going at all, he kept Collins in his pocket. I'm going to give him a nine. Actually. Nine? <laughs> I'm going to give him a nine. Because oh. basically, he kept their forward line in his pocket all game. Yeah. Every time he turned around, Danny Bat was next to him. Every time the ball came over, Bat was heading the ball away. Yeah. He had a really good performance. and I'll, I'll, give, I'll never give him any credit. I mean, I think the highest I've ever given him is a seven. I don't think I can give him a nine. I'll give him an eight. <laughs> <laughs> He was to be fair, he was brilliant. It's a great return. But this is the thing with with Chester and Bat. 
it's that consistency that's the problem with them. That they'll come in and have great performances like he has against Luton, but he, we play, I don't know, QPR of all pace, he gets completely made. Yeah, yeah. And that that's the problem with him. But I, I, I've got to give credit to the man who played brilliant. Yeah, if he's played in the right games, he's, he's a, an, an half decent asset, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he is, yeah. Right, on to another man we've given a bit of stick to lately, Joe Allen. Got an assist yesterday. He got an assist, and I think he looks a hell of a lot better with no John Obi Macal. Because it's two games he hasn't been in the side, and we've won two games with two clean sheets. So it's coming to his, <laughs> if that hasn't ringing doorbell. Last so. week we were going, well, Alan's been back and we haven't won a game. <laughs> but Obi Macal's got out. What's the and... problem? <laughs> you have to line him up and put numbers above the head. Yeah, just, just release John now and have Joe's back. <laughs> I think he played well. I think he did all right. Again, it, at times he was suspect of making the easy pass, which we always know from Joe anyway. But he had more intent this time. It seemed like he had more time, and he was he was looking a bit more this time. He wasn't just oh he's got it pass pass. I think his assist. I mean his assist for the goal. I mean a lot of players would have given up the chase for the ball really, but he just kept going and going yeah. and going. And and the thing is, we've seen that tenacity out of Joe. Yeah, he's always willing to run. He's yeah. always willing to put the graft in. Yeah. I'll never take anything away from Joe from wanting to try. And to be fair, he's been at the club now five years and he wouldn't have expected that when we went down. Yeah. So He's a grafter. He, he's a grafter. He, he's pulled it off and I'll give him a seven. I think he had a good fair. performance. I'll to give him a seven as well. Air copy cats. On to Thompson. Yeah, solid, isn't he? I, I, I still don't know where I play. I like him, and I think he's become a better player than Klukas this season. Yeah, Klukas has just not been at it for me. Klukas this season has been very disappointing. You could the spirits of him, but I think he's disappointing. I think Thompson, even though he hasn't got that, he doesn't. The problem is with Thompson. We know he's got an incredible left foot, and he doesn't show it enough in games. But if he gets a good run and say, if if Michael O'Neill, I think, gives him that opportunity and goes right. You're replacing Klukas now. He might grow into that midfield. He's quite quick in the midfield as well. He can move the ball around a little bit quicker, and that's yeah. the things in, in this league. He can't be. I think that's partly the problem with Mikel because he's so slow in moving the ball around. You don't get that time in the Championship. It's not like the Premier League, unless you're playing a team that closed. Well, the, you do. Press, if, you, if you've got real quality, you can. Yeah. If you've got real quality, like what um, what's his name? Who went Derby? Mason Mason Mount just always looked like he had was, an hour on yeah. the ball when he got it. <laughs> it, it there's, there's a difference yeah. between. Well, there have been a lot of teams at Chelsea. They go Stamford Bridge when Mikel was there, and in a backed off. They wouldn't have gone. To, they wouldn't have tracked forward. They'd have gone for a draw. They'd have been lobby five at the back. And yeah. and the thing is, Chelsea get the ball. They're going to have time on the ball because teams aren't going to come out and pry press them because they've yeah. got murdered. And the thing is, you can do that in the Premier League. You can't do that in the Championship. No, not like I say, unless you've got real quality and you, and you always seem to find space. And I think Thompson rose up to the defensive challenge against Luton. Yeah. And I think that dropping McCall is probably the best thing he's done for recent time, to be honest. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go in with a seven as well. I, I like what he was doing. Uh, you'll call me a copycat saying seven, but... I give it a 7.1. <laughs> you can't do You're copying and you know it. Right, so who's next? Uh, Brown, in boots. <laughs> Pretty harsh challenge, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I, the thing is, with, with Brown, he's one of them players that looks like he doesn't do a lot, but he never gives up. He chases everything down. He, he does He does rush defenders. Mm. He does. I don't think there's enough quality in him yet. And all he's this a sort of player... But he's better than what else we've got. The sort of player if you come through the academy, you'd have sent him out on a two-year loan. That that's that's my thoughts on him because for me he's not not ready at this level yet. But I I do think he makes a difference when he does play because we were winning when he was <coughs> playing, and since he's been out the side, we we haven't been winning games. So there's obviously something he's doing there. Mamadi Sinibu wasn't, you know, super lethal and all that lot. But what he was good at was keeping possession and moving yeah. the ball well. Yeah. I, I, I think yeah, but I mean, I can't say he had. He he was majorly effective during the game. I'll give him a six. It's a bit tight, that. Yeah, I just think we had key players in that game that made the difference. I can't sit there like sometimes we've seen to like to go. 
you could give nine to all of them. Well, I'm going to give him a seven because of yeah. his weight rate. Uh, rare appearance from Tyron. When he's good, if he could sort his final ball out, he's a real Well, player. I think his final ball's the best problem. I think it's just he goes missing too much. That's his mm. problem. He's so quick. And he's so... The thing is with Tyron, we all know if you put him out of the pitch, there's a player there. He's the not prob- a defender. <laughs> well, no, he's not a defender because he's so good at going forward. That's <laughs> the problem. The thing is, I think we've now found out he's not a left-back. So we're moving him away from them positions. The problem is, is keeping that consistency in his form. That's the problem. Yeah. We all know there's quality there, real quality there, but it's keeping him consistent the problem. Yeah. But he, I thought he did really well, to just, be honest. Just sit him down and play the game against Forest last season. Yeah, so just do that, do that every, every week. week. <laughs> play every day. Now brush your teeth and get out there. <laughs> and that, that's, that's the thing. I, I thought he played well. Yeah, I really did. He did do well. Yeah, he had a burst of energy. He was very important to the way we yeah. were. Broke forward. I think it was a big reason why I won three 0 Yeah, because I think he just piled the pressure on on them every time he got the ball. He just ran at them. Yeah, they, they were terrified of him at certain points. I mean, I'll go in with it. I'll go with an eight actually. I think he, yeah. he made a big difference. Eight, fair. I'll go eight. Uh, right, for me, he's been probably our most brightest player for a bit now. Is Powell? Powell was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Powell. Don't get me wrong. You can watch Powell for half an hour and go, he's done nothing. But then it's like, it's like Fuller. It reminds me of Fuller, <laughs> where you watch him and you think, half the time he's walking around the pitch, not in a bad way like what Donovan McCall last Saturday, where he was just running around with his mouth open and doing nothing. He actually, he'll do. He, I think, he, I think it's a mind trick for opposition defenders. Going, he'll do nothing. Then pops up and scores a goal. Yeah, yeah. Pops up and gets a chance. Yeah. That's what Plays he does. Plays that important pass. But, that important yeah, cross. He's so good in the final third if you get him on the ball. Yeah. If you get him on the ball in the final third, he'll score a great chance. I think that's his tenth goal. Yeah, he's in ten goals. Figures now, yeah. yeah, he's hit ten goals this season already. So we're seeing what we should have seen the first time. Yeah. What, the what reason why you know yeah. Nathan, he's probably the best bit of business we've done in the last three or four years to be honest. To get him for nothing, mm. and he's now starting to show. He was magic yesterday. How good he was. He was brilliant. Every single time the ball was in the box, he was around it. He seems to know where the ball's going. He's such a good player. Yeah. You can understand now how Man United paid all that money to get him and made all that effort with him. The thing him. is, he's not just magic, he's powerful as well. I mean, he's yeah, he's, he's all around it. For the second. Yeah. He just comes steamrolling in the box. He's, he's like a centre forward that's got great ability on the ball. And he took yeah. both chances so well. Yeah, he's... For me, on his day, he's unplayable at the moment. And I, I'm going to put me, I'm going to put my neck on the line, but he's going to be my first 10 of the season. He was brilliant. Yeah, I caught every 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 time. I can say half the time he's doing nothing, but when it matters, he's there. Yeah, he'll score a goal. Yeah. He'll get. He's been brilliant this season. He's just it, one of them players, but sometimes you probably don't know he's on the pitch. But for me now, he's starting to ease towards my player of the season, Nick Powell. If he carries on the way he's going, he's got to be in that top three, anti. Because his goal scoring is now coming. He's becoming our best best player now. Yeah. He's our only attacking threat at times. But that's what you get with Powell if you can keep him fit. Yeah. There's a reason you're at United in the beginning. He isn't. Yeah, the he's day. got quality. That's yeah. that's the difference. That's how he got grew up. Yeah. That's how he got the move to Man United. Yeah, that's he how he failed well at Leicester. Yeah. And then he's gone to Wigan. Finally got a bit of common sense because he was a bit of an idiot and a bit of a big yeah. head when he was at United. He, his career was plummeting. Wigan gave him that opportunity. He went out and showed what he can do. Stoke got him for nothing. And he's carrying on doing it again. So yeah. he's been a brilliant player. And I think he could probably step up and all with the way he moves and the way he scores, takes his chances. Yeah. He's a good player. The thing is, if we can if we can finish strongly this season now, forget his little wobble and finish strongly, we can then attract a little bit better quality of player. Because the mm. thing is, you've got to look at the end of last season. Players have looked at Stoke and went, well, they were languishing in the relegation for a bit and they struggled and they shipped goals and... And it's harder to attract players, whereas now, if we finish in the top half, well, I think we're other players looking at it going, well, actually, Stoke did really well last I year. Th- I think it's reminded me a lot of the season before we went up with Pulis, where we had Endry and Berger and all that, yeah. where they were maturing a, a team together and then started knitting it together the year after. And I, I can start seeing it now. We need a striker. We need a, we need to hopefully get Norrington Davis on a permanent basis. Probably try to get Jack Clark again on another loan. He's been a good player. And like I say, I'm going to give him a 10. Yeah, 10. Wow. I yeah. was giving 9, but... <laughs> oh, you're going to give him 9. I'll give him a 9. Oh, yeah. Just go that trick. I'd give him a 10. Yeah, you just been <laughs> I mean, you gave, you gave time in a 10 at the start of the season. Did I? Yeah. Did he score that trick? No, we lost one now. 
onto Mr. Consistent Fletch. He's becoming very. He's becoming like a new Mark Sharon, isn't he? The way he's, he's playing and scoring every week. He's pretty unselfish for the first goal, wasn't he? Yeah. he took it himself, really. Yeah. Um, took his chance well. Yeah, he did. Klukas with the assist. Oh, I forgot to play too. <laughs> well, he had a bit of a shocker on that when the keeper lost the ball. I mean, if he'd have just crossed it, he could just a neat, simple tap, and he went for goal. But yeah, um, yeah, another one about fitness. If you keep him fit, he will score goals for. Oh us. yeah, he's he fit. Is, he? Yeah, he's he's always been proven that he can score goals. It's why Sheffield United Wednesday. I nearly said United again. <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> basically, you're going to go down because they're missing his goals. Yeah, he is that yeah. important. Because we be stuff for that. One. Yeah. Oh, how well, we would. We wouldn't yeah. have got. We would have drew nil nil on Wednesday, and yeah. we probably wouldn't have got the first chance. We probably would have been nil nil on against yeah, Luton. Yeah. So it proves how important yeah. he is at this moment in time. And you can understand why Michael O'Neill signed him. Yeah, because we've had to adapt to losing Tyrese, and it, and it has wobbled us. And, and it has end. wobbled us, but dropping over Mikel has, has, has quickened that midfield. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's like Liverpool now, they put that Fiago in. He's slowed their midfield down. They can't get the ball up quick enough. No, and he doesn't press. And so that's the problem. He's not a pressing player. Yeah, so the problem is with us, with John and Mikel, he's slowing everything down. Yeah. And then Joe Allen, as we know, is typical easy pass options start becoming bigger and then all of a sudden we're just coming toothless yeah so yeah I think Fletcher will get it you'll get an 8 from me yeah I'll, I'll give him a 9 I, I love Fletcher I do I think he's brilliant he, he, I, just, I just think he, he, if he's on the pitch you stand a chance of getting something every time he's on the pitch and, and that's the thing it, sometimes we've had strikers in the past where you think he's going to do nothing all game but Fletch moves so well He's always reading the game. He's always in the right spots. Just a shame he isn't younger. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you can see real quality. It is a shame. We've got we've got a replacement in the next two seasons. But at the moment, he's doing the job. He's doing it well. So I'll go at eight. I should have gone nine, but it's too late now. I'll be copying them. Won't I? So we do the subs? Me. Yeah, we'll go through the subs. We'll have a quick go through them. I think he did well when he came on. Just a bit annoyed yeah. with that chance when he took, the, took it off the keeper. Yeah, he's got... All he had to do was just roll it straight across the he's got to start. He's got to start getting his old form back. Yeah. I, I've not known a player with both... Not just him, McLean's the same as well. McLean and... McLean and Klukas last season were two of our best players last year. He kept us in the league. And for the drop-off them two have put in this season, the complete drop away from the form yeah, they were Considering they're the top two player of the season last year. Well, for me, it was hard to pick between one. Lucas was mine because of the goals. But he, he's, just, he's just a different player. Yeah. And that's the disappointment. I, I mean, mean, the thing is, you look at you look at that, that incident with the goalkeeper when he had a bit of a David James moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he'd have just looked up, I think there was two players in the box. Yeah, and Al, just, Alan and, and Fletcher were in the yeah, box. And, yeah, and you just think, well, just just cross the ball and he's a tapping. Yeah. At the end of the day, if he'd have scored from that, it would have been one hell of a goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's such yeah. a tight angle. Like what he did last season against Barnsley. Yeah. Who funnily we've got next and somehow they've got the same points underneath us. I don't know how Barnsley they've got up there, but no. they must be doing well. Um, right, so who else is the subs? Uh, Mikel. Extra body in the middle one to <laughs> bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, move on. Yeah, um, I think. Do you know? I think now. Now mention it because McLean come on. I think it was McLean who was in the box for that chance. Was it? Yeah, I'm sure he was still on the penalty spot. Literally, all he had to do was tap the ball. And, yeah. Um, same thing in it with with McLean. It's it just not. I mean, the, the game was done, really, at that point. It just isn't the same player Yeah, for me. just isn't the same player. And the thing is, he seems to be getting more and more press coverage all the time. I mean, he was all over TalkSport this week about some of the racial incidents that have been coming his way. And yeah, which we're going to talk about after. We're yeah. going to talk about that after the, after the matches. And that, right, that's it then, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Right, so now we go to clue two, just before we discuss Ooh, Michael yeah, O'Neill. Right, this player played 14 times for his country. 14? 14 times for his country. Okay. And played in an African Cup of Nation. Okay. He spent three years at Gillingham, playing over 112 appearances, before joining Stoke City. Yeah, that's completely screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's the end of the clue I'm going to give you there. There's okay. going to be one more before the end. Right, so now going to Michael O'Neill's rating. We were harsh last week, rightfully so, after the Norwich results. But this week I'm going to go an eye. I'm going to give him a. I'm going to give him an eye for that performance, because from the back forward we played brilliant. He's done the brave decision. He's dropped his son, John Obi McCall, <laughs> and he's decided to go with time and he impressed. He went for it and he yeah. brought Brown, Brown on the right hand side just to put a bit of energy into the team and it worked. Yeah, Thompson's energy in the middle was a bit better than yeah, Mikel and with, with John and Joe Allen with a bit more freedom. And instead of having a bolt slow midfield, he's just gone with a steady two and push your way through, give Powell the right to move around. And that's what I've been wanting. The way we played against Luton is what I've been wanting all season. Yeah. A fluid Fast attacking moving side. Yeah. We've got goals playing like that. Yeah. Without Tyrese. At the end of the day, we've got to get get used to not having him for now. Yeah. And, and the thing is, playing the way we're playing, we'd end up drawing another 12 games. Mm. You can't carry on like that. But I love timing on that left wing. Yeah. I, I love him on the left wing. I, I'm not a big fan of him left wing back because his defence falls apart. But when he's up and attacking defenders, he's, he's he's so good. Yeah, we just got to get that consistent. If he gets consistent, he's on he's on number eleven. Simple as that. Yeah, if he can start delivering balls in, yeah, McLean will never get back in that side. The only the only thing is it's a bit of a shame is that you know Jack Clark isn't getting in there. I don't think Rabbi Matondo was even on the bench to, uh, against Luton. But who cares when we've got players that are ours? At the end of the day, Jacob well, Brown. Well, this and, comes back to what we said before, doesn't it? About obviously. In the past, we'd have brought these players in and turned out not be good enough, and then stuck with us for five years. Whereas, obviously, if they, if he isn't happy with them or they aren't good enough, he go. The difference is though with Ravi Matondo. I think there is a player in there, but I don't think he's ready yet no. for what we want. There is a player there. He's he's not one of them loans where he's a bit too inexperienced for. Struggled what we're against Norwich. He, he's, really he's, he's been, but he hasn't Norwich. played in his position, has he? No. I'd like to have seen him come off the bench instead of a clean. To be honest, if if we can get him for a cheap fee, I'd probably go go ahead and we'll see what he can do in the future. Because we if we saw Tyrese Campbell when he was eighteen, if he came on loan from Man City, would him. we have done the same no. thing as well? Like and a player with that kind of ability from a young age in Matondo, you've got to look at it. But like I say, I'm going to go in with I with Mark Looney. What are you going to? I'll give him a nine. I think we did really well. I think, yeah, he's, I think with the with the mistakes from last week, he's addressed him. Two wins on the bounce. Two clean sheets. It, to me, it's a good a good week for Michael O'Neill. Yeah, it is. Right, so now you've touched on it, James McLean. Yeah, it, the thing is, it's been going on for too long now. This has this this abuse thing. It it started when he signed for Stoke. It start. I think it come up again mid mid season when he first come. It's starting again. It, I understand that like can't get rid of social media, but something more needs to be done. At the end of the day, he's got his views, that's fine. He shouldn't his family shouldn't doesn't deserve that sort of abuse on a daily basis for me. It's to me, somebody like somebody like I don't agree with what he does. Because sometimes I think he does do it for attention and I think at times he is a burden to himself. But he, nobody need, deserves that that kind of abuse and that yeah. kind of threatening, horrendous behaviour for what he believes in. Yeah. There's a reason why he doesn't wear the poppy and stuff like that. And if we were from that town, would we have that same belief? Possibly, a horrend, yeah. horrendous thing happened in that town, which yeah. I don't really want to go into because it could cause problems. Or I don't, I don't want any hatred abuse for going into it too much. But... I don't, but I don't. He hasn't hurt anyone. No. Let's put it this way: he hasn't hurt anyone from what he's done. He hasn't no. attacked people or or gone out to people. But he's getting attacked on a daily basis. Yeah. And I, I think that it's time really to give it to, to call time on it. Really. Yeah. I mean, personally, at the end of the season, if we got a million pounds from Celtic, I'd let him go. Yeah, I'd let him go now. Yeah. Yeah, he's not the player he was. Um, his drop off this season for me is an indicator that yeah. we might, if we can get money for him I'd, I'd let him go yeah. even if it's a mill mill and half I'd go yeah go on yeah, he's not, done well he's done alright for Stoke I'm not going to sit here yeah, and go to be honest if he left if he left at the end of the season I wouldn't sit there and say oh he's been terrible because there's been some good moments with James McLean the hours that he, I mean there was times last season where 
without him on the pitch, we wouldn't have stood a chance because he was so great going forward, great going back. He was good in the tackle. It, sometimes, on his day, he is a dangerous player, mm. but he comes with a lot of baggage. He does obviously, come with baggage. It obviously affects him at times. Um, even the arm around the shoulder clearly isn't working anymore because yeah. you're not. we haven't seen half the player it's, he was last it season. It seems like he's got a chip on his shoulder but hasn't at the same time. I just think that there's so much baggage that comes with him. There's a lot, he causes mivy wherever he goes between fans. Yeah. Like we know quite famously on our group page that Steve Turnbull, doesn't matter if he scored Natchez, he can still say big crap. Yeah. It, you know, there's those people that just do not, they're never just gonna never going to never gonna, never get on board with a player that doesn't wear the poppy this that and the other but don't you think that's all it should be because the reality is he's got his beliefs and that's fine so if you don't believe in his beliefs can't you just say I'll never like him and that's that you don't need doesn't need to be abused does he people can, no, that, that's where it should stop people yeah. can like and dislike whoever yeah. he wants that's just part of life you grew up at school and you like some people and didn't like other well, people. Well, that's why Steve hasn't been barred from the potters because he never goes to the I, I hate yeah. him. He, he needs, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, whatever inaudible yeah. things do to him. He just says, I don't like yeah, him. Exactly. I, I don't want him in How many other footballers have you seen and gone, I don't like the way he plays? Yeah, like Sam Vokes. I hate Sam Vokes, but I don't yeah. want him shot. No. I don't, there's plenty of players. Never liked Diego Costa when he was at Chelsea. Oh, I love Diego Costa. Oh, didn't I just thought he used, just kicked everybody. Yeah, he was, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was a nuisance. I, I like. There you go. There's no, but I like individual players. You liked him, I didn't. Why do you like Diego Costa? It's because he looked 52, didn't he, when he was playing? He was lying on that passport. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea were coming with his hand in. 23? Like Hartel. <laughs> <laughs> Looks older than Tevez. <laughs> Yeah, but that's my point proven. Everybody's allowed to like and dislike people, but the problem is, is it's a big problem in life in general with people being bullied and, and it's caused people to take their own life. And at the end of the day, I'm not saying James McLean could, but if he upset his family... Well, no, well I mean, if you're getting death threats like that, it's being scary, it doesn't matter who you are. He's got children. He's got children, he's got three kids, I think, two girls yes. and a boy, and he, 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 it's going to be terrifying. Well, it's his wife as well. Yeah, she's, exactly. she's getting brunts of it as well. I think he's disturbing at the end of yeah. the day. He's a, fam- he's a family man and he's got children. At the end of the day, if he's got beliefs, he's got beliefs. And to me, let him get on with it. He's done- the problem is with these people who write this stuff, they forget that it doesn't directly affect them. No, I think... You he- sit there like keyboard warriors. No, but but I think they don't think that that's a human being. I think a lot of the time when people, when people rant and have right goes, and it was like a, a famous ex-football player where... He actually went into mental turmoil because somebody wrote something about him being a paedophile yeah. and, and he took off and everyone was calling like for us. He had to go to a psychiatric hospital for a while because he was seriously tempted to take his own was life it, and none of it was true. Because it's lowest of the lowest, accusing yeah, somebody of something like that. It's just, it's, it's horrible thing, dude. And these people, I think sometimes they don't understand the damage they cause. Yeah. And it's, by sitting with the phone in front of Yeah, him. by sitting with the phone going, oh, I don't get him. Just because yeah. he's wound you up by saying, I don't know, I don't like Diego Costa. You're a disgrace, I'm going to make him look like it. And, and, and there you go. You've got to live. You've got to live these people. That's, that's the problem. Oh, we don't know. We don't know if they've got lives or not. But, well, it, yeah, but, it, it, but it's sitting there. It's sitting but, there. Because no, I think sometimes there's, there's a problem with the nowadays culture where they don't understand that that's a human being on the other side. Yeah. yeah. They think they're just... A, a page that they can Inside attack the TV. Yeah, he lives in there. You <laughs> just think they can attack him, and you don't understand that there's another person at the end of the line. Yeah, everybody's got their own opinion on stuff, and if you want and have a chat with the friends about it, that's fine. But sometimes just leave it off the off the internet because there's always somebody that's affecting. Yeah, and that's how it goes. Right, so now we're moving to the final clue. So we've got to get it now. Right, this player was signed by Johan Boskamp. Mm-hmm from Gillingham, mm-hmm. but played most of his time for Tony Pulis and made over 170 appearances for Stoke City and scored 30 goals. He ended his career in Bulgaria at CK, CSKA, Sofia, Sofia, in the Bulgarian professional top flight. Did he play for any other English clubs after Stoke? No. Yeah, he had a loan spell at Sheffield Wednesday mm-hmm. and a loan spell at Tranmere Rovers. 
<laughs> That's now you know how it feels when yeah. you go, you play for Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> right, so do you have a clue? At first, do you know who I first thought of? The first yeah. clue, Gifton Nolan. No, no, no. I off that. You joined Stoke from Watford, Gifton Nolan. Chillingham. Chillingham, yeah. And he's French, sort of French. Well, he's, he's African, isn't he? From Mali. Sadibi. <laughs> I knew that was a tough one because of the start of his career. Mm. I looked at it there and went, ooh. <laughs> when you said, what threw it first? Because when you said French, I thought, is it John Carew? <laughs> He's playing <funny> Norwegian. <laughs> I'm sure he played in France. Yeah, he did. He played for yeah. Lyon for a short stint. Yeah. Because yeah. then he went from Lyon to Aston Villa. Yeah, have you decided he had a cake shop and the posses? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, proper give it to you. Chocolate brownie in a brew, 25 quid. No one would shut down. Straight away, clue one. He had a patisserie yeah. in the posses head to Next to what it was. <laughs> I just don't understand how I said Marley and that was it. Oh, Sadiq! Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to get that. No, Marley got it. Marley got it. Played, if you remember, he played in the African Cup of Nations, scored an absolute belty, like a 40-yard volley. I'll never forget the goal he scored against uh, Bristol City the year we went up. He was on, remember the game? He I can remember his missing. I think he finished 1-0. I can remember him missing. I can remember him missing some absolute sitters. Mm. Bristol City was one, I think. Um, what, Brentford in the Cup, where it was literally, he just had to put it in and he let it fly across his boot and go out for a goal kick. Like, if, if we did it... If we did a Sadiba show, my best moments of him would be Arsenal in the FA Cup. He played, I'm sure he played right wing or something stupid. Yeah, he, and he on was the side absolute man mountain. He was amazing. Yeah. He was a brilliant player, Sadiba was. Another player that doesn't get the credit he deserves. He sort of kept, we still kept hold of him a bit too long because towards the end he needed leave. But yeah. Pulis just didn't want to let him go because he was so important to the team. Because he was such... I've never known anyone as good at, good at holding the ball up as Mahdi Sadiq. Well, when he, when he was on the right-hand side against Arsenal at times, you're thinking, well, they're going to take the ball off him, but they never took it off him. And he was so like, hard to get the ball off. <laughs> get the ball Because the thing is, I looked a bit more into his history. He actually started in France as a centre-back. Yeah, well, he, you can he, understand why. And he moved to Swansea City as a centre-back. But, but because of in, injury problems up front... They put Sadibi up, and because of his control of the ball, that was the beginning of Mavis Sadibi's yeah. career as a striker. Yeah. That's just how it turned. Because the same thing happened to the Chris Sutton, Dion, Dion Dublin as well. Yeah. Both started off as centre-backs. Way as well, didn't it? Because he was a striker, wasn't he? Jamie Carragher. And then he, he moved back. Yeah, yeah. Went, he, I've never rated Jamie Carragher. Yeah, he, he was top goal scorer at youth level all the time. Yeah, well, years, well, anyone who, who you know joins a rival club is... It's not okay in my eyes. But yeah. Everton kit on not long ago. Yeah. Well, he's got. Well, yeah, well, he is. He's an Everton fan. Yeah. But anyway, before we start talking about Liverpool, don't want to talk about him. <laughs> it's rest of Liverpool. Greatest team ever. Can we start the next pod with us just laughing at Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> greatest team ever. Oh, oh, Jamie Carragher. One of the fingers with Liverpool. They've got the greatest team growing here. We could win the treble and then. A year later, they're going to finish ninth. Way! It's because Van Dijk's injured. Yeah, he isn't just one man in the team. Right, so that's another one done. We're on all podcast platforms. We're also on Amazon. We've already told you that from last week. That's new news. We are on there now. We're on all podcast platforms, like we said. We're on all social medias. Make sure you join the Potters group page. Make sure you join us on Twitter. We're on Instagram as well. I always put a nice picture up every now and again, mainly of Mark, because he's just had his head shaved and looks a bit like a career criminal. You just look like a career criminal, to be honest. You just, you look like a you look like an extra out of bad girls. A girl, said, a girl said to me the other day, I look like renting off train spotting. Oh, that's bad. I was like, thanks for that. That's not a good one. Then, that. Just call me a smacker. <laughs> right, so I'm that big bombshell. We'll let you go. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.